You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Good morning, everybody. Happy hump day. Welcome to September. We made it. Can you believe it? I can't. Here we are. September, Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Dennis Dake, Joel Conan here, but not here, but he will be here in a second, I promise. Uh, we got to talk today about Lucid Motors Holy cow. It, my message is simple. If you're trading SPACs, if you own SPACs, and you don't know about the pipe lockup, then uh, you're the dumb money. Sorry. Sorry to say that. So Lucid getting cracked this morning. We're going to talk about that. There's Joel. We're going to talk about CrowdStrike. We're going to talk about Alibaba. We're going to talk about Neo, uh, Corsair, and Skills getting love on Reddit. Uh, we'll talk about all those stocks. And our guest today has not been on in far too long. Sean Emery is the founder and CIO of Avery and Company, a great, great Twitter follow. Um, super, super long-term guy. Uh, he was bullish square like three or four years ago. I uh, wish I had listened to him then. Uh, hopefully, we'll listen to him today. So that'll be at 8 to 35. So got a great show today. Everyone, take a second out of your life and smash that like button, please. And thank you. Let's throw it to Joel now. Joel, how are we doing on this, the first day of September? The first day of September, we're up 16 and a half handles, 0.37% at 4537. I'm going to talk to Triple D about that action between 4 and 430. But anyways, uh, that's where we're at, pre-market high, 4540, only one number on the upside, the all-time high, the pre-market high from yesterday, 42 and a quarter. On the downside, 23.75 seems like a long ways away, so it looks that's safe for now. Crude up 22 cents at 68.72. OPEC uh, rattling their saber later on today, trying to get crude over 70. Uh, gold holding uh, holding above 1800, down 280 at 1815.30. Silver under 24, down two cents, 23.98. Bitcoin, it's up 1.1%, $520 at $47,910. But the story is Ethereum. New high for the move, up 3.48%, $119.50 at $35.60. Or make that, yeah, $35.60 and a quarter. Good morning, Triple D. What's up? I want to ask you 
about the price action because I know you really get going. Let's say you know four four thirty things ramp up. Did you see this little move here uh, right at four o'clock? Like the actual mark on the spoos, they always are changing when they 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 close the the closing price of the spoos, and it actually drives me crazy. Now they it, don't. It do drives it. me crazy too because they it it, it it's marks, not even close. You know what? You know why it marks at the four o'clock? It marks right at four oh oh oh, but then they don't have you know it depends on the exchange, and then they want to go back and grab it from the primary exchange, which obviously spies trade on on Arca. So your 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 system will grab it, uh, maybe grab the close from an exchange that is an ARCA, and then it remarks it about three four minutes later. So that's why. At least that's the way it works on my system. So well, I'll get I'll get the the mark. It might even be it's it might be later than that. Actually, it might be like five or six months later before they give you the official close. Right, and for the spoos, they they do the VWAP in the last thirty seconds from fifty nine thirty to four o'clock right so today or yesterday the mark is 2050 that's yeah. not represent i mean the thing went off the board at eight uh at eight o'clock i think at 28 i mean that's not rep that that closing price is nowhere near represented they used to let it trade until 4 15 you know and get the mark and uh you know there are some earnings without but it would be so adjusted. now they're marking it from four yeah, three. Yeah, the the VWAP the last thirty seconds yeah. of the day. They've, yeah. they've changed the whole process. You can't even keep up. How they changed yeah. it. it used to always be four fifteen. Remember, it was right. always four fifteen. Right. But now they do it at four. The last thirty, and and yeah. so you never even got a shot to buy the clothes yesterday. Not even a. Not even a. You know, it missed it by. You know, I went in at like 21 and the close was 2050. It got to 2375. It's almost like that five o'clock print is more important than the uh, than the actual four o'clock print. But whatever. I, and when just... I was talking about the 10 or the four o'clock thing, I, I was talking spy. I know you were talking. Futures no, I know. I jumped I know. over to spy. No, that's the same the, thing. The though. way they market too is weird. Yeah, and for you with your arbitrage and everything, I mean, yeah. you want to know the mark. But anyways, that's well, just... I want to know the mark right away at four o'clock. I then, know, and then the mark changes on me five minutes later. I'm like, come on, you know, you think, and you know what's, you know, sometimes it's five cents, sometimes ten cents, sometimes fifteen cents. You think it's that's not much difference. on five, but when you're doing arb, it is. It is it's a huge difference. Yeah, it is. I don't know. Are we just like crotchety old men that complain about Probably. things. I don't, I don't like that they keep changing the way they do things all the time too. I mean, the imbalances, they've changed that so many times, the way that they, you know, disseminate them, you know, and obviously now they're doing it different again. You know, they now NASDAQ posts, you know, the, the imbalances at 925 and then they post the indicative price at 928 instead of all at 928. They're always doing changes. I'm a creature of habit. I don't like change. <laughs> so I complain constantly when I get change. Wow. Okay, wow. that's our you know rant. That's our wine for today. Yeah, let's go to the stock of the day, which is going to be Lucid Group, I believe. Um, yeah. These events just seem like they are so predictable. It's like ridiculous. I cannot believe, you know, on an event that we knew was going to happen, the stock actually still tanks on it. It's hey. like, holy man, obvious guy trades here. Would have been nice to be short yesterday. I guess I know I should have did the obvious guy trade. Spencer, thoughts, concerns? Give us the details. Yeah, I mean, I give give the guys on Spax Tech credit. They've been talking about this. Uh, this is not 
information that's hard to find. It, it is out there, right? Uh, there, the pipe lock was basically the SPAC version of the IPO lockup, right? And there are pipe investors that got in at a certain price. In this case, fifteen dollars. They got in way early. That expiration is is it's publicly available. It's today. Uh, so if you are a pipe investor and you bought Lucid at fifteen dollars, you are just barely in the money because you were at sixteen dollars and ninety three cents right now. Um, and they're selling this thing. This thing closed at twenty yesterday. Closed at twenty, and we're down to sixteen this morning on hammered. the expiration today. Uh, so it's a free for all. Everyone is allowed to sell. Um, and this, and so watching this, watching frankly all spacs with upcoming pipe lockups because uh, yeah, you pipe gotta lock-up. keep an eye on these dates. Pipe pipe is a uh, 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 private investor in a in, in a public uh, equity. Oh, right? so, wow, nice, nice. So nice. yeah, basically the SPAC version of the IPO insiders is is the best way I can I can compare. Um, and yeah, brutal brutal day. This thing for for Lucid. I mean, I I don't I don't know. They appear to be selling as fast as they possibly can. Um, you know, is this a washout? Is this a retail washout? Maybe. And we know these stocks, you know, we know a lot of these, obviously, companies and a lot of these SPACs have, you know, been out of favor for a long time. So, I don't know. You, Mitch, you were saying, Mitch, in the background, saying something about 15. What's the, what's the, that well, was the reference point? 15 is, is the price that they bought. That, that That's the, where that, they bought it. I think so that's, that's where they start losing money. Is that's where they 15. got it. Right. So, below 15, they're losing money. Yeah. So, you think naturally that might be a bounce point. I know Mitch was talking about it uh, just earlier um, about 15 as a potential bounce point, too. It's a long ways down from here. I'm not sure it's getting all the way down there today, but if it did, maybe it gets the bounce point there. But the most dangerous trades in the world, I will say it again, are those trying to call the bottom. Yeah. I lose so much money trying to call the bottom on a big down move. It's always better to wait and not be a hero and say, oh yeah, this is the price. Um, I've lost money again and again and again trying to say, yeah, this is down too far. I'm going to call the bottom. And I try to stop myself from doing it. I did it on Fisker. You know, I thought I was going to be a hero and call the bottom on that. And that obviously, you know, now it's in consolidation at least. But, you know, you try to be a hero when stocks are going straight down. Sometimes you really get burned. Uh, let me be the first to use this pun that those investors are getting smoked. Is, the pipe, is that the- a pun? The pipe oh, investors. Oh, pipe. Oh, <laughs> oh pipe. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Joel's so witty. His wit just like goes over me and Spencer's head. You can't I even get it. it. The first joke yesterday, we didn't get it. Even my dad got it, but I couldn't get it. Which now one? We missed the smoke in the pipes. Oh, man. Which one did uh, your dad pick up? You did the it? horse. He knew the horse right away when you said it. They oh, oh, oh. And me and Spencer were like affirmed. What's he talking about? And oh, my so dad I... knew right away the horse. I, I snuck in one really sarcastic line too. I can't remember. And like we two, miss them, man. Yeah, so we, we you're talking. Them. You're not listening. Uh, but anyways, I'm, I'm with, a good listener. With the LCID, I mean, yeah, fifteen. Let's see if we hold the. It's one of these where, yeah, everyone thinks it's getting to fifteen, but maybe it won't. Uh, actually, someone's stepping up here at uh, right here, sixteen eighty five, sixteen eighty eight. So look to follow through through the pre market low. I don't think we're going to see fifteen today. Uh, but to see if you can just keep an eye on this area right here. Maybe they really want to buy 17, but they're just, you know, going for a little discount here at 1687. Don't know much about the company. Uh, we'll see what happens today. Do they sell anything? Do they make any money? No, let's move on. Uh, 
yes, let's move on. It's been a couple of days, Joel. We haven't gotten your dad joke of the day. So let, uh, do we have a dad joke today? Um, there's a couple good ones. Okay. Um, I liked this one yesterday. It said, dads love saying, nice parking job when they see a car that's not parked nicely at all. I say that. Yeah, yeah. And there was another one that my dad uh, used to say is that uh, – uh, where is this a good one? Um, it, was a, it was what my dad used to say oh. to me and my buddy Ira when we – oh, dads love saying good afternoon to anyone that gets up after 7 a.m. <laughs> my dad used to – when uh, my buddy Ira came out to visit me after freshman year, and we got up about noon. And we were out the night before, and my dad's like, uh, do you know that the Army does more before 7 a.m. than most people do during a day? And I'm like, yeah, Dad. But anyways, the dad for today is dad's love saying it's not the heat. It's the humidity that gets you. Well, these are so accurate, it's scary. It really is. All right, let's move no on. more dad jokes. Let, let, let's move on here. Let's talk. Dad joke about... show. We'll do an entire dad joke show for you one day. I got them here. Right here. All right, since, <laughs> since, since it's going in the chat, we'll talk CrowdStrike. That was the big earnings report from yesterday. Ooh, ooh. Uh, great report. Uh, EPS beat, sales beat, uh, guidance raised for like the second time this year. Second time this year they've, they've raised their guidance. And as as low as the bar was for um, uh, Zoom, that's how high the that's how high the bar was for for CrowdStrike today. Yeah, I mean oh. this. Um, yeah, it's exactly it. This this earnings report was fine. It's just the bar that it couldn't get over. It's had a big move up into the earnings. Obviously, we've had a lot of the companies reporting good earnings, and then you know you get this one coming down. I don't know. You're you're pulling in ten bucks. Is there going to be buyers beneath on a stock like this? I think so. I just got done telling you I don't like to catch the falling knife and I get burned trying to call the bottom. I, on a stock like this, I kind of want to call the bottom. I want to say if this gets anywhere near 260, I would be a buyer. Where do we get to pre-market? Uh, you know, it's weird because you did get uh, to two, just under 268 in the after hours. Uh, let's see what that after hours low is. But then when people woke up at 4 a.m., they had a, a whole different uh, a whole different mindset. You did get to this was right before the eight o'clock close. You got to 6750. Yeah. And now, yeah, and then you popped over 74. You know what I can honestly say about this one is I have no idea. I have no idea. It had the big run up off the Palo Alto networks. You know, yeah, I'm a buyer here at the Gap Fill. That's not going to do you any good. And yeah, I'm a seller up at the Gap Fill at yesterday's low. So if you can use that information to your advantage, go ahead. But this, this is right in. It's just a two seventy. What yeah, do you do? It's in Buy the middle of nowhere. It's not no, a real level nowhere. Yeah. Nowhere. Middle of nowhere. The one thing I will say is cybersecurity stocks have been in favor. This is one of the darlings. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine money managers will come in and buy the debt. Um, you know, just like, you know, we saw on Etsy, you know, a few weeks ago, which is a darling stock, different sector, but these tech darlings that, you know, are still, and we're definitely not in a bear market. I mean, the market's making new highs. It seems like every day, it seems like these stocks, especially the tech ones, uh, do eventually the dips get bought. So do I want to be buying the dip? Yes. Do I want to be buying on the first day? I probably not buy it on the first day, but sometimes that only gives you the first day. You know, we've seen that before too, where they pull in and then it's like, oh no, everybody likes it. The earnings report was fine. So it's just a little bit over expectations. I kind of want to buy the dip, but I've been burned so many times buying on day one. That makes me scared. But I I would rather be a buyer than a seller. I'll tell you that. 
Dennis, you mentioned Etsy. That that looks pretty juicy here, actually. Uh, I screwed this trade up. I bought it on the earnings dip, and it pulled up, and I, I took like a 15-point gain on it, which was really nice. But I, I don't know why. I got spooked out somewhere when it was consolidating in the 190s, and I got looking at it, and I was like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, it started to go higher. So you just got to hold the good ones. Etsy's a good one. I know valuation's nuts, but remember, fundamentals don't matter in this market, at least for now. So, you know, the strong gets stronger. The weak seem to get weaker. Etsy is probably consolidating to go higher. I mean, this, you know, two, you're ways off. 251 was the all-time high. But you're right. It's consolidating again. Ooh, I don't know. Look at the tappy there. See, Joe's, oh, that's why we have a market, though. We always got two I don't know. It's two eyes in the same Remember, Joel took the other side of my GameStop AMC? Remember yeah. on no, Monday? No, I, I did not. No, I did you not. You were trying to talk us out Do you of want to it? go yeah, back and listen to that? AMC. I never, I did fade you on that move at all. I agreed. Did, oh, did you roll the tape? One? Who was fading me on that? Somebody was I wasn't fading you on that. On that. Nah, uh, when AMC was 41 and GameStop, I was like, you know what? These that, charts that, that, these could go. That could have been me. That could have been me. Was it, yeah. was it you? Yeah. That, could, that could have been me. Yeah, it's possible. AMC uh, is not your stock. <laughs> no, that's not that's, Spencer Israel stock. He no, makes good calls, but I got him on the bet on the AMC where I yeah. wanted Tim Hortons card. I don't yeah. know who it was, but I thought somebody was going against me on the AMC buy. But I didn't. I didn't actually buy. I'm just saying on the call that we made on uh, what was it Tuesday when it's 41. I was like, it's setting up. I, I should have bought some, but I said I can't stomach the stock, so yeah. which I can't. So I'm, I didn't buy any, but hopefully some people did. All right, let's just do one one more news item before we get to like the the real big moves of the day. Uh, Neo this morning uh, cut their delivery guidance for uh, for the quarter, and they reported lower deliveries in August compared to July. There's the headlines in the Benzinga Pro. So Neo trading down this morning on those headlines. You got XPEV trading in sympathy. Yeah. I know we're going to do. Well, know, well, they, also, they also had numbers as well. Oh, did they? Oh, oh yeah. okay. Well, yeah. not even sympathy on their own numbers. There it is uh, in, in the Benzinga Pro right there. So uh, their uh, deliveries oh, year over year is not really interesting to me. You got to compare it to July. So uh, Neo's deliveries were down month over month. That's the big deal. Plus, they lowered their get. They said supply chain problems. That's the same thing that everyone else is saying. Yeah, yeah. Those dang supply chain problems. Campbell Soup actually was talking a little bit about that too. But um, you know, uh, with the margins, but it's actually trading up. We'll get to that in a second. Neo, you gotta hold this key level. It's thirty six twenty four. That's where all there the lows are. Thirty six handle. It doesn't hold there. Katie bar the door. The stock at C thirty. So it's thirty six is critical support for this stock to hold it has been losing trend for a long time uh, i tend to think this stock eventually is going to go lower but i've thought that for a while it's still been holding on here i, I was bearish i think three months ago it's been holding on i don't know i think eventually it's going down though don't did like del- sorry did, don't they like de- uh, did they deliver eight cars instead of nine no, they instead? actually sell some cars you make that no, joke every time no. we talk about it they actually do sell some cars. Neil How many? Cars. Well, How many? well, they're guiding uh, for the quarter. They're going to deliver somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty three thousand cars. They, they twenty three thousand cars. cars. Yeah, they sell some cars. I can I can make that in my challenged how it you know, but I guess you can't talk fundamentals. So maybe we won't. We we can't talk fundamentals. We're not allowed to because fundamentals are voodoo here in this market. I, I can I, make I, I can make twenty three thousand cars in my garage. I'd like to see that in a month. <laughs> I'd like no. to see that. Uh, pre-market. Joel's going to become a car maker. <laughs> uh, Next to Elon Musk. Breaking news. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, thir- We're not well, actually, call Tesla's hey, gonna actually, be all th- this is uh this is a negative for the car market. Uh, I think Lisa's lease is up, and I think she's going to buy her car too. Because the leases are just ridiculous out there. And she has this, uh, uh, she's had her car for like three years. And I don't even know. I think we still got the plastic on some of the seats. Uh, I don't even know how many miles are on it. So, and because I keep telling her, I'm done. I'm done buying cars. And so she's going to buy her car. So we we just may be done. Just right off into sunset. Oh, you know what else I forgot to tell you about uh, Chicago? That uh, it makes me bullish lift. Uh, you see those lift bikes? They're absolutely everywhere. What is and a lift bike? I don't, I, know, I don't, I don't know that I have. It's a lift bike. Oh, it is. You know how they have those crazy scooters in Detroit that you can yep. hop on and go anywhere? Yeah. Yep. Well, all over Chicago, they have lift bikes. And they're bikes made by lift. And they have some kind of, I think they have some kind of electronic mechanism too, because you can get pedaling and then you can keep going and go really fast. And they have these stations all over the place. And, you know, you put your credit card in, you take the bus. And there was just, I mean, I literally saw thousands of them around town. And, uh, you know, they're probably cheap to make, great margins on them. And actually on on uh, Saturday when I was absolutely exhausted from walking around 95 degrees, I'm like, Lisa, we're, we're taking one of those home for Fullerton. And she's like, because we didn't have helmets. And I said, you know, I could carry less if I cracked my head against the sidewalk. I'm, you know, because it was so, so hot out. Uh, but as it turned out, after we jumped in the lake, we ended up walking, you know, another mile and a half and I never took it. But you should check them out. They're they're pretty cool. And they probably got to be making a lot of money, you know, build the bike. Does anyone know what I'm talking about in Chicago? Well, yeah, yeah, the chat does. I, I don't. But yeah. Knows cool. Makes me oh. bullish left. All right. Okay. All right. Let's talk about skills. This is uh, the top two. This stocks with the top two most mentions on Reddit yesterday. Skills and Corsair. We've talked about Corsair for a couple days now. Uh, Skills going with it. SKLC. You just got to know the Reddit stocks. I mean, we're at an environment where story matters more than anything. And the story gets hot and they start talking about it on Reddit. And then the media will say, oh, they're talking about it on Reddit. Then the algos get in there and they just start ripping these things higher. It's, you know, just... Momo, I like I said, there's these waves of algorithmic buyers that follow the momentum. There's these waves of retail traders that follow the momentum, and it really pushes price wherever the hell it wants to go. So you got to be aware. I mean, if your stock is getting started to get talked about on Reddit, you better not be short it, and, you know. And you might want to consider going longs in some of these cases. Like yesterday, would have worked. Starts. We talked about it. Started. What time did they start talking about it on Reddit? Was it? Uh, how do we thing? track this? Here, I, I, here's a question. How do we like? I see all kinds of different people and and different places. But is there any like efficient way that says, "Oh, this is the new stock they're talking about on Reddit"? Can I? Is there a good place to track this stuff? Chad, I'm asking you to. You can ask I'm me. New to this whole meme social media influence. Where do you have a, a good place that tracks this and gives this information to you quickly? Because three, now that you know everybody's talking about it, you know obviously it's a different story. But right, there's three, a place, three places. Three places. Give them to me. First place is we're we're, we're watching these places in, in Benzinger Pro, so we we're always posting in Benzinger Pro what's being talked about on these platforms. Maggie. If you want to go direct to the platforms themselves, I've done this before. I'll do it again. I will share my screen and show you exactly the two platforms that we look at. There's two that that I, two that I look at. 
uh, I think most people probably use as well. One, Swaggy Stocks. Okay. SwaggyStocks.com, right? Uh, you can see right here the the disproportionate mentions. But where's the time? Is that a time access there? Uh, there, the, 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 well, yeah. The uh, oh man, where's the time? Here, this is this well, is. I'm on Swaggy Stocks right now. Where do I go? You have to subscribe to this. So, no, no. So just go to the Wall Street Bets uh, Real Time Sentiment. Is that what I want to go to? Or, or yeah, Real Time or Ticker Sentiment. Uh, they're both helpful. Okay, ticker so sentiment. yeah. And again, it, it's it's measuring the the change in mentions, right? So when did it? When? Because I'm just curious when this really. Because I know it had a good day yesterday, right? And uh, and and Mitch came so, on with me in the final half hour, and I'm looking at that, and I'm like, man, if this if this thing clears twelve, it's gone. And I don't know, it picked up after that, so I mean, it was probably being talked about all day, correct? Yeah, it, I don't okay. know. I, I don't know if it, if it breaks it down like. Intraday, I mean, it, it, it does with these, okay. these, these so it's, here. You know what? This um, company it has it has that deal with the NFL. That's the thing. That's why I'm kind of kicking myself for not picking this one up near ten bucks. They okay. do. Is that correct? They have a deal with the NFL. Uh, probably or something. Probably. Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. But this is one place I use. The other place I use is Quiver Quant. Okay, and the, the data does not always line up. The data is Quiver not always quiver quant. The data is not always the same. The, this one's a little more granular, granular though. So here's like a one day chart, and you can see here on the right. You know, it's a little hard to see because the colors are similar. But uh, right there on the top, spy core in terms of number of mentions. That that's what the y axis is: number of mentions, x axis is time. Spy Corsair skills one two three, and you can kind of see the increase yeah. going back. This is this is a chart of just the last one. What are those guys doing with spy? Why the top don't worry about it, John. Don't worry about it. Why is hey, if you're if you're using this for for information and making trade good trade decisions, more power to you. And so and again, I as, as I said, this information at. is in. I don't know what the hell I'm looking at? This information <laughs> is in. If you, if you're like Joel and you're like, I don't want to do look at this. That's fine. The information is in Benzinga Pro. We post these headlines okay. like five, six, seven times a day. We update the stocks being talked about, so it's in there. I promise. If you just go in Benzinga Pro, and uh, oh, I'm not sharing my screen now there, and you search Swaggy Stocks, Swaggy Stocks. Swaggy uh, wait, that's not that's, that's not the right search. Hold on, Swaggy Stocks. Um, um, here, here, let me just search trending. How about? Oh, I'm trying to figure out the right the, the right keyword search. I mean, every day we're, we're, we're posting this, right? Wall Street bets. You can search Wall Street bets. Can you stuff. search like WSB? Just go WSB, or, or just search Wall Street bets every day. What's happening? All those stocks are in there every day. Yeah, headlines, and you don't even have to click on it. You well, see? yesterday you had like what was in there yesterday? I'm just trying to look. So, yeah. so look, skills. Corsair was in there yesterday. Skills eight a.m. Oh, that's that's today. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's today. today. Right, but every day, like. So there oh, yesterday, right? So that's that's that. Those are the three places I would. It's use. hard because, like, I've went on Wall Street bets. People say go straight to Wall it's, Street it's bets. Im- it's impossible. There's so many different stocks being talked about. It's, it's like, how do you know impossible. skills is going to be the one that really catches fire? Because they're talking about a hundred of stocks. And I say that as someone who's like, you know, I've been on Reddit for like a decade, right? Yeah. And it is impossible to navigate and figure. And you could buy a hundred stocks, and then you got skills in there, but the other ninety nine suck, and you're making nothing. So, and everyone in the in the chat that's rolling their eyes right now, I uh, frankly the only thing that's different for than than way things used to be is, you know, the, it, the, it used to be it wasn't about what was being talked about on Reddit. 
is about what was being talked about in amongst the hedge funds, right? On, on, on the on the Bloomberg, right? One hedge fund says one thing, it goes to another, it goes to another. It, it's the same thing. Information didn't travel as quick as it does. It, it's, so a, the, it's the, the same thing. We're in the information age now, so it's just different. You never saw because I've traded 22 years professionally, and I can tell you that you know what was driving stocks 15 years ago wasn't you know we obviously know it wasn't social media but it wasn't driving being driven by what's the hedge funds talking about you'll have somebody mention on cnbc that always drove stocks so maybe you know somebody mentions that oh yeah hedge funds are talking about this stock on cnbc and then that yeah. stock would move yeah how, but, how is, how but is now this it's like this how information is, is everywhere yeah everywhere but, but how so is, much how is this different than that it's the same idea it's one core it's one group of investors talking about a stock but it's just multiplied times like 20 because you get the guys on Discord talking about a stock. And then you get the guys like you were saying yesterday, one of the, you know, the apes, you know, was talking about who started the Corsair, CRSR. They started talking about it apparently. You said it yesterday. I don't know who that was. But you mentioned yesterday on the show that a, a, a high-profiled YouTuber was pumping or talking about CRSR. And that's why yeah. it was taking off. I mean, there's just places everywhere where their influence is just incredible and yeah. as a trader you're trying to navigate okay well what's going on here you know uh, where, where do i want to go the information is just everywhere where when you went 15 years ago it was like you're getting information it was like cnbc there wasn't as many sources there's so many different yeah. sources now that stocks are moving from everywhere so it makes it really tough on, yeah, on the, traders sure the only the only difference is now nobody cares about the stock, the the last stock that Carl Icahn just bought. Nobody cares. What is up with that's Carl true Icahn? too. Nobody they, cares. They have where, where less influence than they used to be. He's, You're exactly right. He's living his best life, Joel. I don't know. I hope he's doing okay, Uncle Carl. <laughs> I hope. Old, how old is Carl Icahn now? I'm yeah. Probably, probably in his 80s. Um, Google can answer all questions. I actually, okay. can just go like Siri. Siri, how old is Carl Icahn? Oh, Lisa hates a dark Siri when I talk. She's like. There you go. 85 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Siri answers everything. Siri knows all. Siri, Siri, why is Corsair moving today? She won't know that. Oh, it's died. It's died. (laughs) Okay, we better stop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, the prince, yeah, it's the same thing. It's it's Dennis's point. Information is moving a lot faster, it's a lot more democratized. And that's the way it is right now. Uh, adapt or die. Uh, 8.30, we're going to have Sean Emery on in five minutes. So everyone, love Sean. do me a solid, do us a solid, and smash that like button, please, and thank you. Uh, what have not? What have we not gotten to yet? We, have, we haven't gotten to uh, Bob was on my list. Sun yeah, Run, we, Bob Sun we were supposed to talk Baba yesterday, and we never really talked it much. Okay, so there's a potentially, I say that, I say that word you know, meaningfully, potentially bullish headline in Alibaba this morning as it relates to the Chinese government. And the headline is that the state-backed firms are taking a stake in the uh, Ant Group's credit scoring uh, business. Um, and and the, the, the thinking is, okay, you have, you have the state get, investing in this company, um, and that could, that could A, revive the Ant IPO in the first place, and B, signal just general statewide confidence in and group and bikes you have one unheard message hi i was calling current the influencer marketing platform but i think i just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast 
Well, anyways, I was calling Kern because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply into Alibaba. That's that that's the thinking this morning. That was the buy two days ago. Again, it's hard now. It's moved yeah. off. It's up nine po points. Do I like Alibaba? I'm still long it in the long term portfolio, so really? I, I still do like it, but oh. wow. I don't I don't know. Like it, it's hard to just chase stocks when they just rally nine. It hasn't been the environment where it's paid to chase. So get a little dip again. I, I think the Alibaba low is in. I think at least the short-term low. Okay, I'm going to take this off this. I'm and then you had the retest, the, those two days. That's when you want to be buying. And the retest, when you put in a nice little double bottom in the 158s. That was the buying opportunity. So now i got to say I missed it for a trade. So I'll move on to the next one. You can chase and might go to 180, might go to 200. I, I think I'd be a buyer of dips on Alibaba at this point in time, though. Right. Joel, what are you doing over there? You're not even listening to me again. I am. I'm talking to myself. I'm doing this. He is. Look at what I did. He's doing something. Wait, let's, let's make oh, it. DDC says the bottom is in. Yeah, and I put the date. I got to put the date on these things or else yeah. it doesn't. I said it, it when it was 159, actually, though, 160. Because oh, that goodness. was the retest. And I was like, I was liking that retest. So I, I wanted know, it at 160. Did. Did. But, okay, mark me at 169. But I just said the no, problem is going to say I didn't want now, I don't want I want to dip now. Now I got to. Now I got to read. Okay. Uh, anyway. Okay. Okay. Evaluation again, though fundamentals suck, so it's hard to just look. I still have this, you know, CFA hat on, where I still look at everything from a valuation perspective. Can't help it probably cost me money. And uh, you can't help yourself, Dennis. I can't yeah, help it, myself. I just look at certain valuation. I was like, who's paying a, a, a million dollars for a digital rock? I just can't grasp it. But then they turn around and sell for two million. I was like, they were pretty smart. I should have bought the rock for a million dollars and sold it for two million dollars. I should have bought already? the Brady NFT for twenty grand and sold it for a hundred grand. But I didn't do it because I can't grasp that something just created out of nothingness can be worth somethingness. I can't grasp it. This is always a tough chart in the Bobster, just because of the overnight trading and whatnot. But uh, if you're interested in a short-term target, one seventy twenty-eight uh, was that little spike. And then, boy, we didn't get near that area, did we? Well, we haven't been up there. I'm 170. Uh, 169.61, that was your high on August 25th. So 170, get above, hold 170. It'd be a good day for Alibaba. 
All right, it is 8.34. I, I want to bring on Sean Emery. Sean, just flip your camera around so, so we can see you here. I, I saw you for, for a second. There we go. Let's get Sean Emery on the show, everyone. It's been, it's been far too long. He's the founder and CIO of Avery & Company. Sean, good morning. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Good morning, guys. How you doing? What is on the TV behind? Ooh, that is cool. What oh, is that in the background? He's got Apple, video hey, games going on. Apple Arcade, just uh, you know, what's up? Professionalize Apple this a little bit. <laughs> can, you, can you maybe uh, turn that off? There. You no, go. I like it. You're kind of giving me a headache. Nice. Sean, like Sean, it. can I ask how old are you? I'm thirty-two. Thirty-two. Okay. Yeah, I tell you, I, Sean he, is one of the most educated 32-year-olds. So I always learn from you, Sean. We love having you on. And you've brought us some great stocks on pre-market prep over the years. You brought us Square years ago. Years, years ago. ago. I'm telling you. And Sean, if there's any investor who's more long-term than Joel, I think it's Sean. you got a long-term <laughs> time horizon on usually most of your picks. So we, I do. I do. Uh, I'll be honest there. And I, good afternoon, dads. I just wanted to make, make sure I threw that in uh, <laughs> early on here. <laughs> thank, you. thank you so sean uh what what are you uh what are you watching these days uh dennis mentioned square you, you were bullish that way back in the day what, what else is on your radar right now yeah we continue to love square uh in, in general right uh there's valuation issues right when you start to think about things uh in general we yeah. um we like uh, a, a couple different categories i think uh where we're focused purely or where we're trying to stay away from is some of these higher valuation plays that uh, happen to be in the areas that we really understand and really enjoy to kind of invest in enterprise software. Uh, many of these are exceptional companies today. It's we're trying to pick through those and try to understand what is sustainable uh, within that like cohort. Now, what I've seen over the last, I'd say, six months is while markets have been pushing higher, what have you seen? You've seen 40 percent of stocks, 15 percent or more down from their highs. You have things like Zoom, which just uh, entered that uh, recently, and and uh, Zillow and some others that were beneficiaries of of kind of COVID in a sense, right? In terms of trends that took place and having these pretty difficult comps, which are creating confusion, in my opinion, and trying to sift through all of that to try to gauge kind of where is their sustainability in some of these business models where they've captured attention of of their consumer base, and I think. Um, while not saying we own or not own any of those two, Zillow or like a Zoom, I, I think they have captured attention. And in addition, valuation has come off quite a bit. So it's those are interesting plays. Uh, and then on the flip side are the ones that were damaged during COVID that are coming out arguably stronger than ever, some in retail. Um, we've talked about like a Capri in the past, uh, which is Michael Kors, Jimmy Choo, Versace. Uh, that's that luxury space. Um, so if we're talking about like Asia and, and trying to participate there without having like maybe direct, and I was listening earlier about Baba, um, if you didn't want that direct, direct exposure where kind of government could potentially put you under uh, quickly, um, you could have that in kind of the luxury cohort. Um, and anyways, that's kind of like the two different areas that we're looking for, the damaged uh, that are coming out stronger than ever. And then some of those that are facing difficult comps where maybe there's a little bit of cloud in terms of direction. How do you conduct your research? I mean, I know, I know you're a fundamental guy. I mean, you look, you're going over balance sheets. I don't know how much you pay attention to charts, but tell us a little bit about your research. Yeah, um, I would say so. Idea generation is obviously critical. It's uh, we have a pretty clear process. One is uh, structural growth stories. So those are areas where we're trying to look out, kind of three, five, seven years out. So think of like the squares of the world uh, back in the day, Wix of the world when we've talked about it in the past. 
really trying to understand where consumer trends and, and uh, corporate trends are headed. Um, so we have different innovation blocks that sit within that. So things like uh, shift to a cashless society, healthcare automation. We've talked about OmniSale. No one really cares about OmniSale, but it's, a, it's been this incredible story that's blossomed. What is that? What is that, OmniSale? A medication so, management company. So they're trying uh-huh. to um, automate the um, uh, pharmacies, uh, both in kind of acute settings, so like hospitals, and then uh, recently have been moving pretty aggressively into retail pharmacies. So we think uh, medication management, huge problem. Uh, huge problems means opportunity, and they're the leader in that space. Kind of, we, we call it them in uh, Pixis, which is owned by Beckton Dickinson, kind of the, the Boeing Airbus duopoly in a highly regulated, uh, pretty important spot. Um, so that's like the structural growth components where we're really trying to find areas there um, or investments there, and then transformation stories. And transformations are really about companies. Um, doing something, whether it's Chipotle changing management team and unlocking value through kind of menu expansion and and uh, um, shoring up their supply chain, or it's something like uh, Capri, which is acquiring Versace, expanding their fleet, uh, trying to stabilize the core brand and, and increasing margins. So that's structural growth stories, transformation stories. It's kind of two ends of uh, the spectrum for us and allows us to, what we believe, find uh, opportunities in, in any market and not really get pigeonholed um, uh, as time goes on. Do you ever use your research to like pick on stocks? Like, for example, you mentioned that I think Omnicare or Omnicom, like a you know a stock that's going to get into you know delivering <clears throat> drugs and everything. Do you ever look at that as like a negative for someone like uh, uh, for um, CVS or Walgreens, Boots Alliance, and then go out and short stocks, or are you buy only? Yeah, I mean, look, we're long biased for sure. Um, okay. So that yeah, cool. the name was Omnicell and. At the end of the day, again, when you're looking for a company, at least when we're looking for a company, we're looking for something that has some sustainability to it. So um, in some ways, there's uh, uh, co- competition or cooperation, and some people merge the two words. But um, in a sense, uh, again, you're trying to find someone that has some sort of defensibility. And it, it may not be today. Again, like we've talked about Square here, but but Square was a, a pretty good one where um, – they didn't have necessarily a clear defendable moat just yet, uh, but they were building one. And obviously now Cash App has 40 plus million users and network effects attached to it and obviously expanding um, pretty rapidly. But that's a pretty good example of like uh, the story or or um, effort we're looking for a company to build. Um, yeah, guys, I, I'm putting I keep putting Sean's Twitter handle up on the screen. If you don't follow Sean on Twitter, I highly recommend it at underscore Sean David. He's always dropping like some tidbits from his research and screenshots there. Um, you talked about all these pandemic stocks, and, and and you said you're a little bit non-committal though in 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 them right now. So just to be clear, just to be clear, I mean, where where do you stand on on the group right now? So you're saying the pandemic winners, yeah, like the ones that yeah, yeah Zoom, Zoom accelerated eight years of DocuSign, yeah. Yeah, so so uh, obviously looking for sustainability in those cohorts, and I think two of the ones I mentioned, I think there's some sustainability there. Um like the Zooms and the Zillows. I think Zillow does have a pretty uh, um, interesting opportunity here. Uh, one, because obviously they have the 200 plus million users uh, coming on to and, and viewing kind of housing as uh, kind of their entry door to find their next home or next uh, apartment. And I think that's a pretty strategic place to be. Um, it's almost like being the tra- like the, the point of sale at uh, whether it's a website like a Shopify and or uh, inside of a brick and mortar facility. You Essentially, when you're at that intersection of, of – uh, the beginning of someone's journey, I think you have the opportunity to expand and some people call it optionality and some people call it something else, but 
Um, for us, I think uh, their move into iBuying um, is interesting. I know it's low margin, but it's really about the attach rates of other services and products to that. In addition to, I think, look, I mean, I could see, I can envision a world where Zillow uh, and potentially another brand that maybe they create out of this is some sort of competitor to, let's say, the Airbnbs of the world. When you're buying 3,000, 5,000 homes uh, pretty quickly um, and potentially holding some of those, and right now it's about just kind of getting them off your balance sheet quickly um, and creating the transaction and really uh, uh, igniting the space. But I can envision a world five, 10 years from now where there, there's some sort of competition there. In addition, another one is like Fiverr. Fiverr, I think the, the freelance slash digital services, I think digital services in general <clears throat> are pretty uh, intriguing. Um, and we, we appreciate the fact that they have a marketplace that they've built that I'd argue they are in a league of their own. Um, when we first started analyzing this company several years ago, uh, we envisioned them having 4 million buyers uh, in year eight. And that was kind of like two years ago. So year eight would be like six years from now. And sure enough, in about uh, the pandemic accelerated the adoption of, of buyers on that platform. Um, and they've done a really good job at, at really building trust uh, on that platform. And, and again, when we're talking network effects, where there's buyers and sellers in a marketplace, those are hard to break. And they've just recently added uh, subscription models to both sides. So I think there's transaction layer, but also a subscription model that can potentially happen for businesses and consumers. So we really, really like the model, really uh, uh, familiar with the management team. And, and uh, we, again, we appreciate the future of, of Fiverr. So one thing I've always struggled with, Sean, is you know you you picked on you, you pointed out Fiverr, you pointed out Zillow. Uh, there, for for every Zillow, there's a Redfin. For every Fiverr, there's an Upwork. So like, how how do you know which one to to focus on? Yeah, I mean, again, we're trying to look for sustainability, um, and arguably, what is the most important uh, part of the equation? So one Upwork and and Fiverr, they are different, right? So one's more kind of uh, auction based and the other one is more uh, at truly buying a service. So you, you're going on there, you know what you pay. It's like shopping for something on Amazon. Uh, you click a buy button and you buy it, right? Uh, on Upwork, it's more, hey, I need a job. I have a job um, and I'm looking for a, a digital, uh, I don't know, rendering of something and it'll send it out to all the, the individuals or, or agencies on Upwork and then you'll get some, maybe some quotes back. So th those are they're different mechanics uh, within those companies. And again, they both uh, accelerated during the pandemic. So that just goes to show you it's not necessarily like a winner take all. They're, they're really just capturing a new market and capturing their own lanes and swim lanes in that market. And there are some places where the, the same uh, sellers are on both platforms 100 uh, percent. But that's like commerce in general, where when you go digital now on the like Zillow's of the world and the red fins of the world. I think uh, when I explained it before, it was more who's capturing the front door uh, more than the other. And ultimately that's the, would be the, the, uh, the thesis is the, the company capturing the front door. And that's what we're determining the most important part of this equation. Um, and then tracking that and trying to make sure that, uh, that uh, the front door is still being captured by Zillow over time. The beauty of that is it's pretty easy to, to see that data um, because it's pretty uh, available through different sources that you can either purchase or, or do it yourself. Sean, you're always looking at growth. How much uh, do you put in valuation? Do you like analyze like where you can go? I know because obviously, you know, you bought Square and, you know, at the time I was like, whoa, but the multiple now you look at it grew into that multiple, you know, from where it was before. Like you look at a Zillow and stock's been cut in half here, you know, this year from 200 to 100 there. How much do you put weight in like, you know, in valuation? 
Uh, a lot of weight. Um, again, we try to see where, with uh, some reason, where kind of this this market starts and ends. Um, uh, a lot of people try to bake like optionality into their original kind of equations. We try not to, um, and we really try to think of like, hey, what are they tackling now? But valuation is important. Again, if you if if you went through our portfolio, I mean, look at companies like Capri trading at ten times, and and um, Electronic Arts uh, trading at 15, 16 times. Uh, someone like Electronic Arts is in this growth category, right? They're not necessarily this hyper growth company like the cyber security stocks and and some others. Um, yet they are in a category and they're taking meaningful share within different segments of the category. So it's it's pretty interesting from that standpoint. So we do focus a lot on valuation. Otherwise, again, we probably own almost all the companies I've mentioned and all the pandemic ones and and uh, the snowflakes of the world. Even though I appreciate these companies tremendously. Um, but again, valuation is 50 times revenue. Again, you're growing at 100 plus percent, but still there's 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 a lot of execution risk uh, when, when you start to get multiples like that. Otherwise, you'd be Kathy Wood <laughs> if you weren't looking <laughs> at valuation. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sean Emery is the founder CEO of Avery and Company. His Twitter handle, I'll put it back up on the screen, at underscore Sean David. Uh, great perspective on long-term thinking and disruption. Sean, thanks a lot as always. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks, Sean. We'll get you back on soon. All right. Thanks, Uh, Sean. uh, Yeah, great stuff there uh, from Sean, as always. All right, guys. uh, Second day in a row. Last time, though, I have to hop early. I have to get ready for day two of our crypto festival. We're talking talking to Fred Teal today, CEO of Marathon. We're talking to Hut8. We're talking to Bit Digital. Uh, these are names that you should know in the crypto space, big, big public companies. So that'll be coming up live after this is done. I'm going to bring on Mitch or he can bring himself on, frankly. And, um, I will have to save the show. Save the show. Save the show. Save the show, please. <laughs> the show doesn't need saving. Maybe it does. I don't know. All right. I'll see, I'll see you guys what is that? Means. What do you do? A little air guitar there, Mitch? <laughs> Shooting Spencer out. He's shooting Spencer down. He's trying to take his job. Remember? That's why you get Spencer out. He schedules Spencer over there to get him off the show so he can come in and take So I can bring the fire. I got to bring the fire. You guys, if you guys want the fire, start hitting that like. Oh, and see, he looks up. I I always forget. And then I like the show too. So I like my own show almost every day. Joel, have you ever liked the show? I bet Joel's never even liked the show before. Five, so, so childish. So childish. <laughs> you, you, know, you know what it's all about, Joel? It really is all about just giving an opinion. No, you know, what it, you know what you it's all about? Down. It's all about YouTube algorithms. Ooh. And if the more likes that you get, the higher you go up in their queue. I know I know this stuff, man. Oh, I know man. all this like YouTube the show. stuff. You got you to gotta like, like the show, stuff. and then it goes up the Google ladder, and then you get But that's, that, that's my thing. My thing is I don't care if you even hit the thumbs down. I just want you to no, have don't an say opinion. That. <laughs> I just want you to have an opinion. I am okay. We care. Don't hit the thumbs down. All right. Now, um, Mitch has had too good a content to be arguing with him about the lights. Yeah, let's okay. go. Let's, let's bring the fire. All right. What do so you got? We're up. going ticker time. Where are we going? Mitch, lead the way. Let's lead go. The way. Fubo. Oh, man. Fubo. Oh, I liked it down here. I was like, like, there's the like word again. But I, we were talking with this 25 support. All right. Such so, good support there. It was like the level of all levels. It would not come off. It actually did buy it on that nice little pullback there. And you know what? And I talked myself out of it. So I yeah, made a little bit of money. It wasn't enough. In. I talked myself out before. I, I know. I just talked to myself. I talked too much. 
And I talked to myself, and I was like, I don't know. I'm like, well, I like the 25 support. It's set up pretty good. I think. Anyway, you... so I sold the day before the big move, and obviously disappointed in myself. Wait, Dennis, well, you Dennis think... I have a question. I'm sorry, Mitch. No, Dennis, ahead. do you interrupt yourself? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, happens to me too. Dennis, My head is worry. just talking to itself constantly. And yes, I interrupt. I interrupt everyone, including myself. It, it Go just ahead. keeps going. Go ahead, it keeps yeah. moving in there. I know how it goes. One thing is my idea is, were, were you thinking about the story of Fubo as a streaming service or were you thinking about Fubo as a story in a gambling play? This is what's making this drive right now. Right. So it, it, one of the follows that I like to follow, guys, and I'll just give a shout out, Ryan Butler. If you guys don't follow him, Butler Bets, I definitely suggest he, he's very good at coming out really quickly with the news that's in the gambling sector um, and the gambling industry. So he's talked about how uh, days after it received Arizona sports betting license, Fubo announced that it has the sports betting license in Iowa. And then if we I put out this one also that it also has four states already with agreement, Arizona, Pennsylvania. Um, so I think, you know, Indiana and New Jersey. I think they're just getting started. They're going to continue trying to expand through partnerships. And so this is going to be very interesting. Uh, I'll put the chart back up. Now it's really starting to uptrend, has a solid support. And what are the levels to watch, Joel? That's a four level was awesome. Yeah, well, the support is is history. Uh, just trying to get the highs of the pre-market session. First thing I'd like to do is this: where where are we trading uh, in relation to yesterday's high? And we're right there right now, twenty nine fifty three. So you want to see follow through through that? I don't know if there's going to be anything at thirty, but if you're looking for just a target for today, and I'm not talking any longer term than today, thirty forty five. Uh, was your high on the 13th, and then there's a little gap up to 3106. So 3045, 3106, you know, fill the gap there. Uh, third day move, that's not what I'm looking for. On a pullback, I think maybe you get a shot at the close today. You know, you come down, you just nick that close at 29.15, maybe a little stop under 29, and then see if it can uh, take out that high. But Got 29. I'd be a buyer of pullbacks on Fubo. Yeah, 2915 was close. I don't think we'll see it today. All right, let's go ahead and transition to an analyst rating here. And I got to tell everybody, uh, I'm a little annoyed because I got stopped out in this name yesterday. I was really excited when I saw it pop up. I got it on the pullback, but what happened to me here is being a little bit of both. I've been doing a little bit of that live trading stream, which has get, been getting me into the shorter time frames, and that's what got me stopped out yesterday. As oh. you guys know, I talk a lot often about the 15 and the hourly charts. When I usually trade off of those, I catch supports. When I go a little bit inside to the one and the five is a lot of times where I get those stopouts to happen. That's what happened to me in run yesterday. Today... Uh, Wolf Research initiated coverage with an outperform rating. JP Morgan also added the stock to its tops idea list. I guess they were listening to the show yesterday, but yeah. uh, they believe the stock could soar 90% here. You know what? Consol- it was in Consolidation Station here. The time to strike was over the last week because he had the, you know, the oh, yeah. straight down four rich. days. Then he gets the consolidation. Now you get to move up. I think there's room to 50. So if you were in this, that would be my target is 50. 
Um, but you know, am I coming in chasing it up three bucks? I don't chase stocks. So I would say I've missed this train. It's, it's moving here now. I think there's room to 50. I had a uh, 4436 yesterday and got stopped out at 4410. So that sucks. Oh, come on, Mitch. You 20 Oh, you were moving it up or You're, he's yeah. tight. Too, I was with tight. The stops. Yeah. I'm always too tight too. It had just done a run to 4550. Yeah. So the upside looked looked good and I was going to keep a, a tight down risk because the support was right underneath it. Didn't expect it to hold that well at 44. Someone was sneaky there at 44. You got to go with when you get in trades like that, Mitch, just think of all the time that you took to get into it in the analysis. Yeah. You should use a daily bar on something like that. I agree. You know? and then, 100%. Then, yeah. I mean, it's hard. I mean, we like to, you know, look hard. at the shorter term charts. And, you know, I, I think that the, the shorter time frame you're going, the less your chances are. And then when you get into like the one minute charts and things like that, whew, I, I don't see how, I mean, it gives me, I'll go to the one minute, like on a jobs number or something. And I like to watch even a, a, a shorter term chart off the S and P open of the regular session. Uh, but besides that, and just try and just try and take your focus out. But uh, anyways, 4750 is the pre-market high. I got nothing there for you folks. I have absolutely nothing there for you. The next daily high is not up to <laughs> 49.57. I'm almost always careful on these analyst moves. Uh, you know, like the Adam Jonas and the Fisker. I mean, these, uh, I remember someone upgraded CVX. So, you know, sometimes it's, oh, Peloton before the report. So sometimes they can have a lingering fact for a day or maybe two days and then reverse it. But I, 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 if shorter term, if this came back into 46, it wouldn't trade forty five ninety nine because I'd have a big old bet out there at forty six. Huh. I think just right. keep your eyes on uh, solar. You guys know I've been talking. Yep, you about bet it. you got solar stocks seasonality. too. I like the solar stocks too. I wish I had more. Yeah, I'm gonna be watching Maxens, one that I took some profit yesterday um, into the move up, and then was stopped out of the position, uh, break even on the rest, but. Not going to be mad about that. Was able to get half of it out on a good push up right at the open. Uh, we'll look for this one to recover today. Hold 17 on any downside action and get right back above that level. So what else you got? What a, where, right. where, where are we where going, are we going now? Tickers, 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 tickers. All right. So uh, one thing that didn't get mentioned with that skills is that they've been doing a gaming challenge for a while now. Um, this started back in February when they announced the partnership with the NFL and was supposed to end in late May. So I think they're going to start announcing pretty soon. Uh, you'll hear talks about that game developer challenge that they had with skills and the NFL. Both will promote this game to the NFL and skills are said to promote this game. Once it comes out, stay tuned for that. I think that could be the next catalyst for skills. Just wanted to mention that. All right, last one is, uh, and, and I want to take a look, Lucid going down, NIO deliveries not being met. What are you guys thinking about the EV situation here? I think you're going to start seeing a hard downturn in EV. There's, there's um, too many of them, and you know what? We've had some sell-offs, some significant sell-offs, and people are like, holy cow, these things are so cheap. They're, none of them are cheap. A lot of these are pre-revenue, um, and, and the sector is out of favor. I still like the lithium stocks because I think the lithium stocks, I don't think EV is going away. There is going to be some winners out of these groups. It's just impossible to pick because it's like a hundred of the things to pick from. So I don't want to own any of them really. I do own the Fisker. I've said that before. I'm underwater in it. 
Um, I like that one going forward because they've got the deal with Magna. People say, why is Fisker different than Lucid or why is Fisker different than, you know, all these other ones? It, and the main reason for me is that they've got the deal with Magna. So, and we are going to see those on the road. So I like Fisker, but, I've, but you know, this is longer term. It's in the long-term account. I've played it a couple of times and had some good trades off of it. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to continue to hold it, but there's, you know, a ton of these other ones that I think, you know, a lot of these aren't even going to survive. Uh, that Lucid still getting pounded here. Uh, so much for my 17 buyer. So much for the 16 We, we talked about 15. I, I yeah. mentioned 15. Yep. Mitch has mentioned 15. Yep. So twice we've mentioned the level where maybe you get the balance. But again, that's the most dangerous play. So if, you know, if you're going in at 15, if it gets down though. there, which it was 17 when we started talking about it. And I was saying, you know, this could see 15 because Mitch's number. I got a plan. I got a plan of attack here. What I'm going to do is what are you doing? I'm going to be looking for three entries, 15, 14, 13. This could get me to 14, 25 average. That's where I'll start holding towards probably around 1350, about a dollar in risk there looking for the stock to get back up above 20. Um, That's going to be the level that I'm going to look for the upside. And the reason why I'm going to attack this, I'm going to look for a retail washout at the open. What does that mean, guys? That means hard downside action, seeing those stops getting hit, just back, 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 back. And then then I'm going to be looking for it to get underneath that 15 really quickly, maybe 1490s. And I'll be putting in an order probably 1495, trying to get my first order. I'm going to go at this with that planned attack understanding the risk that it is coming on the downside action. But I think today you'll see a nice recovery going later into the day. How are you going to control the risk on it? That's what I'm just curious about because I like your 15 number two. And give us the reference. Give us the reason for the 15. Well, the 15, of course, is is the pipe price. This one didn't really get the pipe sold at 10. It got the pipe actually sold up there towards 15. So essentially they paid a premium to get into this stock. Now that the lockup period is done, what I'm expecting is, okay, so the lockup period was up, let's say at the 18s and 19s. Anyone that's stuck around and is getting now towards that $15 price isn't going to want to get it out. Um, I I think it's going to hang out here. Just be careful because I mean, one of the things is the upside and we talk about this, there's a lot of volume on the top of this. I mean, you're going to run into some selling eventually. So that's why I'm not looking all the way up to, let's say, 60. I'm just looking to try to get a nice 20, 30% winner out of this. So we got about a minute here left. All right. I'm going to go ahead and and wrap it up here. If you guys want to head over to Pre-Market Prep Plus, yes, I said it with the man himself, Joe Alconin. You guys head out over there. Dennis, of course, I know you're going to be killing it on your Paris trades. Go ahead and guys. I'm starting rough. It's one of those days. I've been on a little bit of a roll, but today is starting rougher. I've had, I've got, I've been on the wrong side of a few things. It was long Facebook overnight for an overnight trade and Rosenblatt downgraded that. So I've already taken the loss on that. Um, but I've got a few. I've got a few not so nice trades here this morning. Real quick before I hop off, uh, we're gonna do uh, at the close again today, right, Mitch? You joined me you yesterday, there. yeah. At premarketprep.com. We got a, they got the crypto event going, so I'm gonna hop right, hop off right now. Uh, join me, extended ticker time, premarketprep.com. All right, All Mitch. Right, guys. I'll like always, talk to you later on. We'll see you guys. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.